Hello and welcome. You're now listening to the 2028 Podcast, your one-stop hub for getting quality content on becoming the next millionaire investor. Hi, I'm Vince. And I'm Tizen, and we'll be leading you through our digestible SWOT analysis on complex business operations, and we'll judge whether they'll sink or swim. Between the two of us, we have 10 years of solid business analytical experience, and we want to impart with you the tools necessary to not just survive, but thrive as an investor. Oh, my man, Vince. Dude. Dude. This week. This week, stock market? Holy crap. I have never seen anything like this before. Like, really? The volatility. Oh, my God. And Robinhood. Really? This this is like a solid case study with this. Because, like, what? I've never heard of a brokerage limiting trades to a person's individual stocks. It's unheard of. And they were selling people's stock without letting them know it. My God. And like what? The stocks they were limiting trades on was GME, AMC, BlackBerry, BlackBerry, mm-hmm. and uh, what was it? Nokia and all that. My God. I think in total, there were like around 430, 40, 50 stocks that they prohibited trades on. And it's all because of this, what? what this one Reddit group called Wall Street Bets. They were literally trying to short squeeze them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it worked. You know, people who went in in the right time, you know, they made a lot of money, you know? There's a lot of instant millionaires and a lot of people who lost everything. I know this one college kid, he, in, on Tuesday, he decided to like use his college tuition and invest all of it, all $8,000 into GME. Fast forward, what, this past Friday, the dude went from $8,000 to $84,000. Hoo-wee. I know, like his life turned around, but mm-hmm. they're like good stories and they're bad. They're horror stories. Oh, yeah, there are horror stories. I did hear about a couple who actually uh, put their house on mortgage, I mean, on a loan, and put all their savings and everything on it, and they lost everything. My God. Why? Why Why would you do that? Why Why would you risk your house for this entire thing? Like, if you look into the fundamentals, like what? GameStop. GameStop is a company that's more or less becoming obsolete. Why would you invest mm-hmm. everything into this company? No idea. Like, I don't know what people were thinking, but out of nowhere, everyone just became a stock expert. You know, like if you were to go on social media, like, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, every single person, you know, everyone hold the stock, hold the stock. <laughs> we're all in this together. Like, and out of nowhere, people throwing in words that they don't even know. They don't even no, they know didn't. what they're saying. No. Like everyone just became an expert out of nowhere. It's like they haven't even done a fundamental analysis on the company. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, do this. Do nobody this. knows anything about the company. They just heard, you know, on the news, oh, this mm-hmm. is blowing up. And yeah. everyone just skyrocketed, went in and there. You know, I feel like if you have invested in GME, you're probably done for, well, like, not done for, but you've already like committed to investing in GME. But there's also mm-hmm. talks about AMC. Oh, dude, AMC, listen, everyone is trying to get in on it, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it went up what it went up uh 40 percent and then everyone's like okay hop on it now and then everyone's on it like i I don't get why like it doesn't make any sense like if you go into the website if you look into their financials like they look like a company that's on the verge of bankruptcy yeah and i mean you know the pandemic amc is a theater it's a theater right nobody's going to the theaters who would want like why would you invest in in a company that's going to be obsolete in a couple of years it doesn't make sense (sighs) i have no idea but it is what it is. I mean, I guess, if anything, Tiza, I think this mm-hmm. episode is mostly devoted towards those people who are thinking about investing in AMC, but we're going to tell them why you shouldn't. You should not be an investor in AMC. Oh, you should not. No. And guys, that brings us to today's episode. We're going to talk about AMC and why you should actually not invest in it. 
But first, let's talk a little bit about their history. So, AMC Theatres was actually founded in 1920 by Maurice, Edwards, and Barney Dewinsky. And what they've been doing was they were traveling around the Midwest, performing melodramas and tent shows with an actress named Janine Engels. And about 40 years later, one of the original owner's sons, Stanley Durwood, actually came back from serving from the army and took over the family business. So Stanley Durwood was definitely a visionary. In 1961, Stanley was a visionary and he decided to change up, revamp the movie theater. So he transitioned the name from what it originally was to now into AMC, AKA American Multi-Cinema. Now in 1962, Stanley wasn't really content with how it was. He, like I said, he was a visionary. He wanted to revamp the entire thing. Before then, it was just one big screen and one big, one huge arena. So it was playing one show. Exactly. They were just playing one show at a time. And he thought it was just a waste of space, a waste of time, a waste of energy. Like People mm -hmm. wanted options and wanted varieties. So what he decided to do was he decided to remodel several large single screen theaters and make them into smaller buildings with multiple auditoriums allowing people to go into the theater and have the option to see whatever show they want to in the smaller auditorium. And after several decades, we have pretty much AMC as we know it today. And that's all really because of Stanley Durwood. I mean, yeah, they are more flashier, they're more, they're better quality, but in principle, it's the exact same thing as we all know it today. Well, that actually brings us to our strengths now. Yeah, that's right. So for our strength with AMC, I mean, everyone should know who AMC is. As of 2020, they have around a thousand movie theaters. So they are literally one of the largest distributors in the entire United States. Mm -hmm. And they have what, like over 11,000 screens literally. worldwide? Yeah. So at a time, they could be playing 11,000 movies. I mean, not that they're going to, but they could if they really wanted to. Yeah. And I would say another strength is the fact that they actually have many viewing experiences. Oh, uh, what do you mean by that? Many viewing experiences. So they have the regular option where mm -hmm. like you just go and you just watch a normal movie like a regular way but they also have enhanced experiences just like uh, Dolby which mm -hmm. uses Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision so it makes the movie more clearer and so it's immersive it's a different experience they also have IMAX which is the big huge screens mm. they have 3D and they also have D-Box D-Box I'm not familiar what is D-Box so what D-Box is is it's a chair that moves a chair and it moves yeah, so when a movie's playing, if there's a scene where, like, you know, uh, the camera shakes or mm -hmm. let's say you're in a car and the car's driving through, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your chair starts rumbling. Oh, okay. And starts moving along with the movie itself. So hmm. it gives you a whole nother experience. It makes it feel as if you're already there. Dang, that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. It's a pretty good experience. I've actually uh, tried it a bunch of times and it's pretty nice. I'll take you for your word. I mean, like, mm -hmm. hopefully if AMC's still around. I'd like to try uh, we'll see, we'll see. One of the nice things that AMC done mm -hmm. was that they offered a subscription called the A-List subscription. It's $25 a month. Mm -hmm. You pay that and you are allowed to watch three movies a week, every week for okay. that price. And you get to choose which type of viewing experience you want. So if you want the regular, you can do the regular, the Dolby, the IMAX, mm -hmm. the D-Box, and for no additional charge. 25 bucks. That's a good, that's a really good deal. That's really good. I mean, come on. Like, if you watch two movies, you already made up your money. So you're pretty much paying 25 bucks to watch 12 movies a month. That's an amazing yep. deal. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Man. 
I mean, like, what, for a company that's been around for 90-plus years, I would hope that mm. they are so advanced, and they're so advanced with their, techno their technologies and their viewing experiences. I mean, yeah, they're 90 years plus, right? And yeah. they've had a lot of acquisitions, right? That's right, Season. In 2010, they had one of their biggest acquisitions. They bought Carisotis Theaters. Mm. Now, with this purchase, it really enhanced AMC's market share in the Midwest. So meaning that they have a whole lot more theaters available, they have greater distribution opportunities. So they already had theaters in the Midwest, right? They did. They did. It's just now, gotcha. like, if, if you live in the Midwest, if you go around any block, you can see an AMC theater. Mm, gotcha. Now, in 2016, AMC bought two other movie theaters. They bought Carmack Cinemas, and they also bought Odin and UCI Cinemas. Oh, okay. Now, Odin and UCI, that's in the UK. So they are international. They are international, yeah. So AMC actually has theaters all around the world. They do. They do. Yeah, that's true, because uh, when I was looking at it, in 2019, they actually had over 250 million guests wow. in the movie theaters in the U.S., and <sighs> over 350 million in the whole globe. That's freaking wild. Yeah. I, I I don't know about you, but I never knew that there was an AMC outside the U.S. Yeah, I've, I've always thought of AMC as a U.S. company. Never thought that they mm -hmm. would be an international company. Nope, but who knew? Now, another cool thing about AMC, I don't know if you know this, but you can actually rent movie theaters for your friends and family. Like, I know it's a big thing because of COVID and all that, but it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it's a good deal if you think about it. Because uh, How uh, much is it? You can have up to 20 people. Okay. Okay, max of 20 people. And you can choose, like, your fan favorite movies. Okay. And if you do choose a fan favorite movie, it's only $99 plus tax. 99 bucks plus tax for 20 people. How much yeah. per so person? That how comes much out is that? to about yeah. So that comes out to about four dollars and ninety five cents per person. So five bucks for a uh, for a private movie showing. Yes, yeah. in amazing. a private theater. Wow. For twenty of your friends or family. That's and that's actually they cool. also have another option. It was for new releases. Mm. So your blockbuster hits. Now those are a hundred fifty dollars. Okay. And per person, it comes out to about seven dollars and forty five cents. <laughs> All right, so you're telling me. I could pay $7.45 to go see Wonder Woman in the theater for a private showing with your friends. You can't get a better deal than this. Like, this is no. phenomenal. This is great. I mean, they were like, hey, we got to bring people in somehow. Yeah. I mean, like, as a consumer, like, if you're a movie lover, if you want to have a private screening, this is a great deal. It's cheaper than a normal ticket price. You're probably asking yourself, where does AMC have all the cash to do all this stuff? Well... They recently, in mid-December of 2020, they got a cash infusion of $917 million. How? So they actually got $506 million from equity. Now, the equity came from the issuance of a whole bunch of shares. Now, they also got another $411 million from the issuance of debt, meaning that they were able to borrow as much money as they want until middle of 2023, but they have to pay start paying it back after 2023. So as much money. You mean... Up to four hundred eleven million. Sorry, right? yeah, you're yeah, you're right. Up to four hundred and eleven million dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's good yeah. access to capital. Not gonna lie. I mean they got some pretty good strengths, you know. I mean mm -hmm. they've been what ninety plus years. Ninety plus and years. And they have a movie theater almost every single state in every corner. Yeah, and what? Everyone loves the movie theater. Everyone loves the experience. And honestly, you would think AMC is a great company, but teasing, AMC. Mm. We gotta talk about the elephant in the room. The weaknesses. Uh, what are they? So if you were to actually look at their financial statement, they're actually doing pretty good on their R&D, but they're actually not bringing in newer tech. What do you mean by no new tech? 
well they're still using the same old like tested things like you know like dolby you got uh imax mm. you know like it, it's just the same it's been the same for years yeah you know they're not bringing in new technology i mean like for any company that's investing heavily on r d you should be like revamping everything like i don't know what yeah you should be and the thing is they have been revamping a little bit here and there mm -hmm. but only for their newer uh movie theaters mm. right so there are some movie theaters that if you go to an amc like all of their seats are not your usual you know bucket seat type of seat gotcha. they're actually those lazy boy types that actually recline mm, okay. right but it's only for the brand new ones oh all the other ones, it's still crappy seats, you know, like, if you want a better seat, you got to get, like, the Dolby, which is, it's good, but it's not really that comfortable. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so they have not been, you know, investing their money back into it for a better experience from the customers. You know, Tizen, that is a big weakness, but I got to tell you, I listened into their quarterly uh, phone call, and their CEO, he listed off four major priorities that AMC needs to go under. Now, I'm going to list them all four, to you, all four of them to you, and you tell me what you think. Okay. The first, all right, the first thing is they want to take control of their liquidity. They want to increase their liquidity. Okay. Number two is they want to reduce the cost. Like they want to become more efficient with their spending. Number three, they want to reopen movie theaters while abiding by public health procedures, while also simultaneously reducing the costs that are associated with that. And number four, mm. they want to take advantage and they want to be careful with whatever challenges might be going on in the future like any sort of public health challenges uh now i gotta ask you is that really what they should be prioritizing on see i don't know about all that no that should not be their priorities at this point and come on i mean you know the pandemic hit and the company has sunk okay it has gone down nobody's nobody's going to the movie theater they're not making any revenue like yeah they want to open it back up but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. Because, like, yeah, what, they're trying to open the movie theater up again. And what? People, like... I mean, it happened, right? They they did open it up in uh, in April of uh, 2020. Yes. Uh, it, it, May. May-ish. Mm -hmm. Right? They did open up. And I do know that uh, the CEO, Adam Aaron, like, mm -hmm. when they did reopen, he said that mac masks were actually not necessary. Really? Really? He's and then, body, yeah, no mask. He's, yeah, no mask. He said it's not necessary you don't need it okay and because he said that there was a huge outcry from the audience you know and Ugh. everyone was like ranting on him everyone was saying what are you doing like yeah. is this really happening mm -hmm. so he actually went back and he was like yeah okay masks are now mandatory and you need it oh, man. yeah and that actually caused them to like lose a crazy number of sales well yeah i mean that's just really messed up i'm glad that he's really taking public health issues into major consideration now but Tizan, I think it's a little too little too late because, like, what, their image is yeah. kind of tarnished. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I mean, I think that they shouldn't be focusing on, like, they're focusing too much on the wrong things. Like, what? Yeah. Disney, they're starting to release movies into Disney Plus now. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, they plan on having all the Marvel's movies, well, not all, but most of them be home premieres. Mm-hmm. So basically meaning you can stream them at home and it's available instead of just putting it into theaters. Because when quarantine happened, they came to a realization that they can actually make more money just doing home premieres than going like, to the you theater. Know, Premiering going in an the actual theaters. theater. Yeah. So from like Disney standpoint, that's a better option than putting it in theaters. 
yeah, it just sounds like at least with his main four priorities, it sounds like he wants to go back to the past rather than adapting for the new future. Everything now is online. Yes. You know, you got Netflix, you got Hulu, you got, you know, Prime. Yeah. You know, everything is online. Everything is on demand and accessible. Why? Now, the thing is, yeah. So AMC actually has their own on demand. Yes. So if you go to their website, you can actually rent or even buy movies on there and watch it at home. Okay. But they're not actually using it to the fullest potential. Why do you say that? They're not really advertising that. They're Mm. not really, you know, showcasing it. And I'm just like, why? That should be something that you should want everyone to get on. Because A, you know, none of your movie theaters are really running. Mm -mm. And B, no one's coming, which means no revenue. Like also Netflix, Amazon, HBO, they're all producing their own movies and they want to release them on their own streaming services. They're not going to mm. release it on AMC. No, no. I mean, if, if they're going to make more money on their own service, why put it in theaters? I mean, I get it for like, you know, I get like they want to put some of the movies mm-hmm. on theaters. Yeah. But like if they're going to put majority on demand and home premieres, mm-hmm. like uh, AMC is screwed, man. They're very screwed. I mean, like, I yeah. feel like it's just like the whole blockbuster situation. They just failed to adapt mm-hmm. to the times. And the fact with this call, their CEO, Adam Aaron, is so oblivious to what's going on. He, d- he refuses to really adapt that it's costing them yeah. AMC's entire business. Bro, they are seriously sinking. And the craziest thing is, right now, they're in a very heavy short. Okay, their short float is actually 41.91%. 41.9%. Yeah. That's freaking 41.9. What that means is 41.91% of all their shares are being shorted. Wow. That is not good at all. No, like almost half of all investors think that you're going to fail as a company. Yeah. And what's even worse is that for their short-term cash and cash equivalent, Mm -hmm. they're actually really undergoing a steep decline. It's going down. It's dropping. And... If you were to look at their current assets mm-hmm. from 2017, so 2017 they were at 872 million. Okay. Right. And as of 2019, they dropped to 673 million. Ooh. They man. are declining, and their liabilities, their total liabilities, it's increased like no other. It was uh, back in 2017, it was, it was 7.6 billion, mm-hmm. and right now it's 12.4 billion dollars. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's bad. That that right there shows you that it's it's not doing good at all. No. Like, no. you would think like, oh, yeah, maybe it's because of COVID. COVID's responsible for why AMC's doing so bad. No, it's not. No, it's, it, it's even happened before see, COVID. You can, you can tell by the data that they've been doing bad for a while. Yeah, like take a look at their debt equity ratio. In 2017, their debt equity ratio is 3.5. That means mm. they have 3.5 times more debt than equity. 2018, mm. their debt equity ratio increased from 3.5 to 5.74. Now, teasing, 2019, their debt equity ratio, 10.38. Doubled. Doubled from 2018. Doubled in one year. Yeah, tripled from 2017. 10 times more debt than equity. Uh, For a company that's been established for what? Over 60 years. 90 years. 90 years. Yeah, over 90 years. You you should not be have taken on this much debt. That's risky as hell. That's the question. Like, what's happening? What are they doing? And it, to make even to make matters even worse, like everyone's shorting it. You know? Yeah. Everyone's Prices are going it. up. Why? Like, what? Are you, like, what are you going to gain out of? It? Yeah, you know, some people do make money off of it, mm-hmm. but 
Guys, like, the company is really bad. It's doing horrible. What boggles my mind is like a lot of people are thinking, why not just invest into AMC? Why inv mm. like just invest in AMC, wait, just, and hopefully stock price will jump up. Well, yeah, maybe it's good in the short term, but realistically, if you're looking at the fundamental analysis, you are investing in the wrong company. Yeah, it is not. You, uh, they're, they're, honestly, mm -hmm. there is no future. No, for AMC. Like what? What makes matters even worse? Teasing the shareholders' equity mm. in 2020, the shareholders' equity is negative, negative, negative 2.3 billion dollars as of quarter three. Their shareholders' equity. Yeah. So that means if you buy a so share, what that means? Yeah, it's worth nothing. It's worth no. It's not even worth not worth nothing. It's worth worse than nothing. It's yeah, because uh, oh, in a, in a different world, technically you would be paying them. Yeah, in a different world, you'd be paying them. You would be like, if you're a shareholder, you would owe shareholders say oh two point three billion dollars in debt. Yeah, you don't make mm. any money. No. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude, this is just crazy. Like, it, uh, yeah, it sucks that like AMC is like hemorrhaging money like no other. But mm -hmm. the fact that they raised what teasing you did say that they oh, we, we did talk about them raising. Nine that they, they, they were able to raise 917 million dollars, yeah. But even with that, like, mm -hmm. it, it, what's that gonna do? Nothing, nothing. And like, let's say they were to use that. Remember how we said, uh, 411 million mm -hmm. they had to owe back, yeah. There's no way in hell that no. they can pay that off within the next three years because they have no money, they have no money. Their short term liabilities is a billion dollars, meaning, meaning they owe a billion dollars this year, very mm -hmm. soon. Where are they going to get the money? How are they going to get the money? I do know that when they did release the post about them getting $900 million, mm -hmm. they did write on there that this takes away the few, uh, the talks of having a bankruptcy. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> how? How? It doesn't. It's not how? even enough. It's not. It's barely enough. It's barely enough. And like what? You raise the money from getting more shareholders. Sucks for the shareholders. Also, the debt. You have to pay it back. Dude, AMC is going down. Like, they have too many weaknesses at this point. But at the same time, they do have a decent number of opportunities that they can take advantage of. Like, for example, I mean, they have the opportunity to revamp. They have the opportunity to mm -hmm. just, like, start from the bottom, like, just do an entire revamp of AMC. Yeah. As a, an example, Tizen, like you said, they have the opportunity to, like, go into, like, the online sphere. Say, mm -hmm. for example, you could buy rent movies on demand on a website or on an app. That's a great, that, that could be a good opportunity. Yeah, but it would only be good if they actually advertise that. Yeah. If they actually put it out. Now, I do know they make most of their money off of the concession stands. Mm -hmm. You know, off of popcorn and the drinks. Because, yeah. uh, let's be honest, that's cra it's crazy expensive, you know. It's crazy expensive and the margins on the drinks? My God. Oh, my man. Not even the drinks of popcorn, bro. Man. Like, if you think about it, mm -hmm. what? Like, to get, like, a medium-sized bucket of popcorn, it's $10. Jeez. And, like, if you look at how much it actually costs them, it's under a dollar. Pennies. It's 50 Pennies cents. Yeah, 50 to 20 to 50 cents. You know what's funny? Well, We're actually more hmm. excited about the popcorn and the Coke or and the drinks <laughs> than the actual movie theaters are going on demand. <laughs> like, that's where the money's at, <laughs> going for the popcorn. I mean, listen. That is where the money's at, because what, like, <laughs> almost, uh, what, 40 to 50% of their revenue actually comes from the concession stands. Exactly. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah, they have the opportunity to go online, but 
Yeah, but like, yeah, they're not advertising it. They're they're really not. And at this point, they're kind of late. They're pretty. They're you know? a little too late. Yeah. Yeah. Because nowadays, like almost every single person has, uh, a everyone has Prime. Yeah. Because of the fact that it comes with Amazon, so mm-hmm. if you're buying anything from Amazon, you have a Prime account. Yeah. And the OG, Prime which videos, is Netflix. Yeah. Everyone has Netflix. Yeah. And now, like HBO Go, there's Hulu, and like they're becoming more affordable and. They actually have bundle packages which offer more. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of a little too late for AMC, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, do they have another opportunity? That what do you think? Do they I have mean, any opportunity? I would say, I would say, what they need to do is actually bring in, you know, those drive-in movie theaters. Okay, okay. You know, so because if you're doing a drive-in movie theater, even though it's a pandemic, you can mm-hmm. still make money. Yeah, because you know what, everyone parks their car, mm-hmm. and you're actually sitting in the car. Yeah, it's and also you're safe. Pandemic friendly. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I know my girlfriend and I, we w- recently went to a drive through movie theater in Chicago, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. It was yeah, a blast. But, yeah, the funny thing is, AMC actually has none. None. They have no drive-in movie theaters at all. That's and the... I would think that AMC, out of everyone, they would have at least a couple. You would think so. Mm-hmm. My God, they're, like, so slow to the game. Like, I don't know what's going on. Nope. No innovation, no nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, the biggest opportunity that they have is that now that the vaccine's out, there's a slow mm-hmm. reintroduction into, like, the movie sphere. I know in mm-hmm. February 1st, they want to reopen their movies, movie theaters, and eventually, like, they'll be open. But I know that their CEO says that they're probably going to operate around 20 to 40% of their, their capacity, at least for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. But they're slowly starting to get money again. There's People are starting to come into the theater. So hopefully, hopefully people will still be interested in movie theaters once COVID's mm-hmm. all done. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I mean, what they can do along with that is... You know how we talked about uh, the A-list subscription, right? Mm-hmm. Where you pay $25 and you can see three movies yeah. a week. Mm-hmm. So it would be cool if they did something with that that combined home and theater. Meaning, let's say like let's say they were to increase the price to like 30 bucks or 35 bucks. For sure. You know, it, and people had the option to stream the movie at home. Or if they wanted to, they can go and see that in theaters. Mm. You know, that would be a good program to have. That'd be a great program. You know, because that... Yeah, because that way you have best of both worlds in a way. Yeah. Don't have to worry about yeah. like people coming in and you also have people spending money. Mm-hmm. Good source mm-hmm. of cash because God knows they need the cash. Oh, they need it. I mean, to be honest, I, I kind of don't see that much opportunities that they have. I mean, yeah. they have a few, but is it really something that is an opportunity? I, mean, uh, I don't think so. I think the biggest but, opportunity is like, I, I think like mm-hmm. if anything, the biggest opportunity is for them to just like start over. Really yeah. Go but, back to the drawing uh, board. Is that realistic? probably not like 99 percent, no but not gonna lie that actually brings us to our final segment which is threats and let me tell you they are not looking so good tell us what are some threats one of them being the fact that actually 315 new drive-in theaters have started up in 2020 hold on and these aren't amc related drive no no no. No. these are not amc these are other companies that's starting drive-in theaters and to be honest like AMC could have done it. Yeah, why? They, I feel like the executives really dropped the ball with this one. Like, Yeah, I mean, come on. It's COVID. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be six feet apart with, from others. Yeah. Like, it would make sense to actually do a drive-in theaters. I mean, like, and what? now you these drive-in have... theaters that have been created, like, they are a huge threat. Yeah, like, because... yeah, sure. Like, you have the drive-in mm-hmm. movie theaters, but you also sell concessions like popcorns at a huge premium and deliver it to the cars. Yeah, but, you know, they messed up. They messed up big time. Now, that is a really big threat, but teasing even before covid took place their biggest threats or their biggest competitors were regal and cinemark and i do know that cinemark is actually cheaper oh right 100 100 like let's use an example right a regular mm. movie theater a regular movie experience mm. as an adult you will pay 13 dollars yeah. and 69 cents for an amc ticket okay now 
Cinemark, you would pay in between $12 and $13.50 per ticket as an adult. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing they have like surge prices. Exactly. Yeah. Cinemark? So if there are more people going in Cinemark movie theater, you would be paying $13.50. But mm -hmm. any less. If but still, like, it's still cheaper than AMC. It's still cheaper, no matter what. It's still cheaper than AMC. So I'm guessing more people want to go into Cinemark movie theaters for a cheaper price. Mm -hmm. But so how about for like uh, children or like seniors? Yeah, for children and seniors. Children, as a kid, uh, any kid below uh, 13 and under, you would pay $10.69 for an AMC uh, movie. And in Cinemark, okay. you would pay between $6.25 and $10.50. $6.25? $6.25 and $10.50. Yeah, exactly. Still, oh, even wow. at the highest, still cheaper than AMC. Now, seniors, they have the biggest disparity. AMC, mm -hmm. per ticket as a senior, $12.69. Cinemark, $6.25 to $9. That's a $3 oh, wow. difference. E. Yeah. And it's not like, so, okay, uh, how in the world has AMC been making money? I don't know. Like, yeah, it's more expensive, but my God. And like, you know what? Teasing mm -hmm. this. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you mm -hmm. this. Is is it more profitable to have an AMC or a cinema? You know, it's a good question that you asked that. So we looked into the balance sheets and according to 2020 quarter three per mm -hmm. theater, AMC's revenue was $151,000. In revenue. In revenue. But their losses, oh. their losses, mm -hmm. $1.1 million per theater. Oh, that's per theater. That's per theater. So roughly. Oh, wow. Per theater. AMC's losing $1 million this past year in 2020. Yeah. Now you that think like, wow, that's a lot. Cinemark doesn't get pretty bad quarter. That, that was That was our quarterly reports. That's what they quarterly oh. reported answer. Now that's nothing in comparison to Cinemark. In Cinemark, per theater, it earns in revenue $140,000. So far. So far, yes. Per theater. Okay. Now their losses, remember, AMC's loss was $1.1 $1 Cinemark's mm -hmm. loss per theater, $587,000. Oh, wow. $587,000. Exactly. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so instead of losing $1 million per theater, Cinemark is losing uh -huh. around $400,000 per theater. Oh, so Cinemark per theater actually made somewhat close to what AMC made per theater. Yes. But their expenses, mm -hmm. so for AMC, they had almost double yes. the loss per yes. theater than Cinemark. It's freaking wild. I don't know where they're losing their money on, but Ooh, wow. Mm, that does not look so good no. at all. They're really inefficient. I mean, let me ask you this. How many uh, screens do both of them have? Yeah, so that's a good question. Like theaters. AMC... They have 10,000, close to 11,000 screens. Okay. Now, Cinemark, 4,000 screens, 4,500 screens. Ah. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. So, okay, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. How about for like uh, before COVID, for like 2019? Yeah. What was the numbers for like the theaters? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's fair. Uh, so with AMC, per movie theater, mm -hmm. they would make mm -hmm. $1.3 million per theater. And profit. In pro uh, not necessarily in profit, that's just a revenue. Now, okay. they would lose, oh. per loss, per theater, mm -hmm. they would lose uh, $54,000. So yeah, close to around okay, $1.2 so million dollars in profit. That's not bad at all. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at uh, Cinemark, Cinemark mm -hmm. per theater, they made around $2.3 million per theater. Oh, wow. So almost double. Almost double. Yeah. The loss is around $91,000. But yeah, profit-wise, oh, $2.2 million per theater. That's still really good. That's I, really good. You'd rather have a Cinemark than an AMC. Yeah, Cinemark is way more efficient. They know how to make more money. They know how to mitigate their expenses. They're mm -hmm. good. They're really good. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. I do know that. So when I was looking at the financial statements uh, during COVID, right? So during third quarter of 2020, I was looking at their revenues and I was looking at the revenues from like, you know, before COVID. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I found out was that their revenue plummeted like no other. It dropped a whopping 90.9%. Wow. 90.9. That's a... Dude, at that point, like you can't even run anything. You have to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, like... and it's been how many months? It's been like almost a year. It's been a year yeah. since COVID really got started. Mm -hmm. And like what? It's not going to end anytime soon. So I don't know. Like, yeah. how can you survive and, a year without virtually minimal revenue? And to make things worse, mm -hmm. like we said earlier, like a lot of these uh, streaming services, mm -hmm. they're actually planning on releasing movies on their platform itself. Oh, no. Because it's better for them. They make more money off of that. So what does that mean? 
Well, that means that movie theaters are basically going to become obsolete. That's bad. You know, like there were talks about this before COVID, but now that COVID actually took mm-hmm. place and they realized that, wow, you don't need a movie theater. That's, no. that's bad. That's yeah. Bad. And like what? Like during COVID, you know, everyone's stuck at home. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, they have no option but to like watch a movie at their home. Yeah. Now, like everyone has a TV, so, you know, they can just stream it. But what a lot of people do is, you know, they decided to invest in a good home theater system. Mm-hmm. You know, and you did too. I did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I so, saw the home theater system. It's great. I love it at home. I prefer watching a movie at home rather than going to a movie theater with the gum stuck underneath the sink, uh, the seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, nowadays, like everyone has like a pretty good home theater system. And to be honest, I kind of like my home theater system better than going to like a movie theater. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, plus yeah, I'm more comfortable. Exactly. Plus it's my space. And you don't have to spend what, 30 bucks on popcorn. <laughs> you just make popcorn no, like, in the microwave. Yeah. And then, you know, most of the shows now, like they come with the subscription itself mm-hmm. or you know you just pay like uh 15 to 20 bucks for a movie which is technically a movie ticket if you were to go buy it with like a bunch of your friends or two three people exactly it's a better option it's, it's cheaper it's more economical it makes more sense mm-hmm. and you have probably have a better time like if you want you can make fun of a movie at home versus yeah. like you have to be quiet at the movie theater but yeah man these threats man i don't know i, I don't know what what it's what the features look like it does not look bright at all let's be honest it is a major mistake in yeah. my opinion uh, well, guys, that concludes our SWOT analysis for AMC. Now, we did talk a lot about AMC. We did prelude that we think that this is a sink, but mm-hmm. teasing with all of these objective facts, what do you think, man? Do you think it's a sink or swim? I am. Oh, I'm definitely going for a sink. Dude, it, it's been going down for a while. Nobody yeah. really saw it. Mm-hmm. And COVID really brightened it up. Yeah, it's like a flashlight. Like, it really shown that, like, wow, we really don't need to go to an actual movie theater to enjoy cinema anymore. Nope. And nowadays, like, you know, everything's more of a home premiere. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling even when this whole pandemic is done, it'll still be mostly home premieres. You know, like what their first CEO, what's his name? Mm -hmm. Stanley Durwood. Now, Stanley Mm -hmm. had the ingenious idea of revolutionizing how movies were viewed. Like he brought everything to like one theater. He changed everything. Yeah. It's very unfortunate that the current CEO is not doing that. I mean, I can see why, because, you know, they're not making any money and their liabilities are through the roof. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's To be fair, that is true. But Tizen, they did ha- undergo so many acquisitions in 2010 and 2016. So mm-hmm. they really weren't going to change the model. They're just changing the real estate. They're getting more structures out there. But they really didn't revolutionize anything. Yeah, like yeah. you said, like we said, they have uh, Atmos, they have D-Box, they have everything. But mm-hmm. the actual experience has not changed. No. It's still the same. No, and just like it's what? It's still outdated in a way. Mm-hmm. And what, just to stay afloat, they took in 900 and 17 million dollars which will not do anything no like it's they're under two point what two point something billion i think it's around like yeah a little over a billion dollars in current liabilities but their equity is negative two million two billion dollars yeah i don't know how they're i i I don't see any reason why they were they're gonna swim no the cash is just like like you said the cash is just for as a basic life support it's just Mm -hmm. to prevent themselves from going to bankruptcy they're not using the Mm -hmm. cash to revolutionize anything they're just using mm-hmm. it to like, it's life support. They're literally on yeah. life support right now. You know what kind of sucks? Well, not kind of sucks. You know what's crazy? What? Did you know that Amazon actually might buy out AMC? No, I did hear that there were talks about it, but I thought they didn't amount to anything. Oh, well, right, tell, no, tell us. I what? mean, mm-hmm. so so they didn't really, you know, agree to it. But in, what was it? So it was in May of 2020, they were actually in the talks about Amazon mm. actually buying out AMC. And okay. this makes sense because, like, you know, Amazon has Prime movies. Okay. And okay. if you look at their history, you know, they've done this with, like, Whole Foods. Mm, okay. Know? And they've created Amazon Store. That is true. That's true. I guess, like, historically, it does make sense because, like, 
It is their MO. It is their MO yeah. that they would do something I mean, like this. Yeah, if Amazon were to buy them out, mm -hmm. you know, it could be it can be technically called a, you know, Amazon Studios or like Prime Prime Time or yeah. like Prime something. Yeah. Prime something. Yeah, I mean like it's not out too outlandish that this is a legitimate area possibility because what? Mm -hmm. AMC's like objectively, they're probably on the verge of bankruptcy anytime soon. And mm -hmm. I don't know like like you said, Amazon, they're really known for just like going outside of the box and mm -hmm. buying stuff and really acquiring everything and anything. So here's the thing. The craziest thing is now you have the Reddit post, you know, uh, Wall Street Bets. Yes. And, you know, they're short squeezing many stocks. And out of all the stocks, one of them is AMC. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And in the beginning, you know, AMC was not doing so hot. They were like, what, like four bucks. Mm -hmm. And it shot up to $20. Wow. Wow. Okay. In, in one week. In one week. One week, right? Not one week. In like one or two days. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. One or two days, they skyrocketed like no other. Jeez. Okay. And, you know, there was an issue with Robinhood where Robinhood actually, like, stopped selling them. That's freaking and wild. And they were actually selling other people's shares. Hold on, can we, hold on. Before we, hold on. Can we talk about that Robinhood situation? Because, like, yeah, dude, it's Robinhood messed just up. messed up at this point, you know? Like, oh my God. come on. I mean, think about it. If you buy a stock, okay, that your is property. your property. Yeah. yeah. That's your property. They don't have like, a right to sell Robin anything Hood for you. Robinhood has no rights. Yeah. No. And the fact that they actually went ahead and closed people's, you know, positions. Or positions like, dude, what are they doing? My God, I, I was watching Bloomberg the other day, and they're ta they're speculating mm -hmm. why this was going on. They speculate mm -hmm. that they're doing this because of liquidity issues. How? Yeah. Robinhood doesn't have enough money to actually take on all this, all, all this like all these transitions. So mm -hmm. they have no choice but to do this. But also, there's also like the illusions, like collusion with hedge fund managers. My God. Yeah, I mean, it's, dude, it, it's just messed up in like a whole nother level. Like. After this, I can guarantee you, not a lot of people are going to go to Robinhood. No, no, not like I, I actually had Robinhood because, like, you know, I was doing cryptos on there. Okay, but now, mm, no. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I, definitely moving out. I used to have a Robinhood, but I transferred out of it like what two years ago because, like, I had to like for work and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Looking back on it, it's a good idea because Robinhood has so much, so much shady mm -hmm. stuff going on with them. Like, what they had to sell them like sixty-four million dollars because yeah, of like, and they've had their closing. They've house, had yeah. problems with them. For a while now. Yeah. Robinhood has had problems for a while. Yeah. Like the issue with the closing house, $64 million mm -hmm. settled. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. Like, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. And honestly, like, I can understand if you're an investor, it doesn't make sense to invest in um, GME or in AMC. It does not make sense. But if you're no. a trader, like, if you're a trader, yeah, I guess it makes if sense. If you're a you're trader, to, yes. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, like, then you can the take risk. advantage of it. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest. Like, so a lot of people are buying into it. Mm -hmm. It went on the news and then everyone on social media started talking about it. And next thing you know, like anyone and everyone, you know, people who are 18, people who don't know about stocks, people mm -hmm. who don't know what's going on. Yeah. They're just putting, they're just dumping everything into it, My thinking God. it's going to go up. People need to know that there's a difference between an investor and a trader. Now, Tizen, there is a difference, right? There's a difference. I mean, if you're an investor, mm -hmm. your whole goal is to increase that. Increase your wealth. Increase whatever. You, yeah. Increase your wealth. And it's usually over a certain amount of time. It's like more long term. Yes. Right. But if you're a trader, mm -hmm. it's mostly your day trading. You're you're doing short term trading. Exactly. You're looking into the technical analysis. You're looking at like, mm -hmm. like I don't know, like how it goes to the dips, how it goes high and low. You're looking for the, like you might want to short. But if you're an mm -hmm. investor, like like you said, Tizen, you want to look at the fundamentals. You want to see how a company's going to do in the long term. You want to see how mm -hmm. if it's going to survive, if it's going to sink or swim. You know. Yep. And that's why, like we say at the beginning of the episode, do we think if they're going to sink or swim? We're advocating for investing in wealth, investing in your future. Not mm -hmm. gambling in the short term. Yeah, I mean, uh, what the past couple of days, the stock market literally became a gambling point. It became a yeah. casino, to mm -hmm. be honest. It literally, yeah. You know? 
Yeah. And I mean, if you were to actually look at their financials, you mm -hmm. know, actually look at the numbers, yeah. you can clearly tell that AMC is sinking. They're sinking. They like will, them. yeah, they will die off. Like, and here's the thing, hypothetically speaking, right? Mm -hmm. Hypothetically speaking, let's say AM, let's say Amazon was to buy AMC. Yeah. Right. No matter how much you have in there, it's going to be gone. Yeah, it is going to be gone. Like what? You're not going to make any money. Equity you're is done. negative two billion dollars. If yeah, if Amazon buys off AMC, you're not going to get anything out of it. AMC nope. or Amazon's going to spend all that money to pay off AMC's debts. You're going to be mm -hmm. stuck with nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So like, I would say like the best advice that we can give is whoever has AMC at this moment, like get rid of it as soon as you can. Yeah. I, mean, I do know a lot of people are holding on to it in the hopes that it will go up, mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of people, you know, like the whole, like the whole spike, right? Yes. So what was it? January 26th, it was uh, $5, mm -hmm. right? And literally within two hours, it skyrocketed to $20, wow. okay? Yeah. So in that two hours, those who've invested before that, okay, good for them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people started investing when it was at $20, Yeah. you know? Little and at late, that point- you are way too late and it's not going to go any higher than that. Mm -mm. Even if people start holding it like at this point, no. Yeah. It's not going to go higher. And if you actually look at the charts, look at the actual stocks right now, as of, uh, as of January 30th, it's trending around $13. Jeez. And wow. it's staying there. <laughs> so will it go up? Mm, I highly doubt it. Oh, man. Like if you are not an investor, AMC, GME should not be your first stocks that you should invest in. No. 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 Like if you're a professional who actually knows what you're doing and knows how to day trade. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, it makes sense for them to, you know, try to squeeze something out of it, yeah. you know, but you got to be smart about it. Like if you don't know what you're doing, like don't listen to, you know, all these social media telling you to get it, get it, get it. No, no, don't do that. I think it was, who was that famous investor? I think it was Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett says mm -hmm. if everyone tells you to buy, do the exact opposite. If everyone tells you to sell, do the exact opposite because you want to be away from the crowd. You want to do mm -hmm. what the crowd is not doing because so that way you can take mm -hmm. on full opportunities. I, I feel sorry for like, I feel scared for people who are actually mm -hmm. listening to like social media and doing what everyone's telling them to do. Like, oh, buy mm -hmm. into Jimmy and buy into AMC. Because mm -hmm. you have people like, honestly, like if anything, is if this is anything, the system is rigged. Robinhood mm -hmm. limits people from buying, only limits people to buying one share of GME mm. at a time mm. you, and they will sell, they could sell your positions. They made that, that abundantly clear without your permission. Mm -hmm. It makes sense to do wealth rather than do day trading and listening to the masses because you're yeah, just I mean, gaming. the biggest thing. Yeah. The biggest thing is uh, even if you hear it from like social media or, or whoever, mm -hmm. you know, okay. Like, let's say you do want to invest in that company or do whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You should actually in, like, look it up, look up the company, do your you own research. look at their financials, do your own research. And figure out is this a good buy are there numbers adding up invest Does it in make what sense? you know yeah. don't invest because people tell you to do it invest in what you know yeah, yeah man I, I i don't know i i'm pretty sure amc is done for at this point yeah i can't imagine them surviving scene. for like what a year two years maybe no I mean, with what money <laughs> you know they got nothing they're my the god. negatives my god yeah their ceo does not know what he's doing he started no. like what five, okay he started 50, in 2015 since mm -hmm. then, their money's dropping. They're taking out more debt, their short-term liquidity going down, and they're mm -hmm. taking out so much more debt just to survive. It's yeah, I mean, what? Like, if you were to look at their stocks, actually, in 2015, they were at uh, $34. Okay. And then uh, as time went on, it uh, the highest peak after that was uh, $31. Okay, okay. And then after that, it's a downhill. <laughs> it was in the 15s. The highest point after that was $20, and 
went all the way down to two dollars two dollars and 20 21 cents wow so i mean you already know like the theater industry is kind of dying off Mm -hmm. because everything's becoming digital yeah you know like yeah i mean it's probably good for like dates here and there Mm -hmm. or like you know group gatherings and like i mean what they can do is they can just create something where like you can just rent a movie theater for people. It's it sounds like it should be more of an experience situation, not just like an actual. Yeah. It's yeah. not like it a, should be more of an experience, not like an entertainment thing. Yeah, yeah, because like yeah. you get the movies at home. Don't you don't have mm. to spend your money, waste your money at going to a movie theater, especially a dying movie. Plus theater. the popcorn, you know. Plus popcorn. the popcorn. My God. My God, man, the popcorn. Listen, man. <laughs> what they charge uh, for a medium-sized bucket? What ten dollars? My $10. God, ten dollars. My dude, we can and make it at home it for like them? fifty cents. 50 cents. Yeah, t- 20 cents. 20 cents. Yeah, and their drinks, oh my gosh, overpriced like no other. I feel like movie theaters are the biggest scam out there. <laughs> I mean, what? If you think about it, they they do make like, they're, they're like 40 to 50% of their income does come from the concession stands, from like selling these popcorn drinks and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it nowadays, I mean, nobody's there. Honestly, yeah. what, what do you think? AMC. AMC? Go. Oh, it's just like, this is the easiest sink out there. Even before COVID, it was on the ver- it was already on the path of like going becoming obsolete. It's just like yeah, unless the there's like a major were going down, their uh, going down, like, were going up. Unless there's a major overhaul in AMC, I there there there's I don't see anything. And from what it, what it sounds like with their their any their quarterly calls, they're not really changing up. They're they're one of the more conservative companies I've seen out there. And conservative, mm-hmm. I mean more like they're sticking with their ways, like with their original business plan or with their business mm-hmm. model. Man, I don't know, but it, it, it it's like a it's like a TV show, you know. It's a mm-hmm. comedy at this point. You know, with everything that's happening in the stock market, with like everyone like, you know, liquidating everything and putting everything into the stocks, like, mm-hmm. man, it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a shit show. Let's be honest. Oh my God, honestly, I, I'm fascinated to see what happens. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not involved in any of this. Like, I wouldn't go and touch AMC or GameStop, mm-hmm. but I'm fascinated I mean, to see what happens. It's way too late. If you do want to touch it, it's way too late. Yeah. But people are still going into it thinking, no, it's gonna, it's mm-hmm. gonna skyrocket. Now, guys, here's the thing. If there's one thing that you should get out of this podcast, this episode about AMC, it's that you should not invest in AMC right now. Unless there's a major or, overhaul, then mm, questionable. But as of right now, it no. does not seem like it. No, no. they have no and means, if you do have, no cash. Yeah, yeah, if you do have, yeah, and if you do have money in it, if you do have stocks of AMC, you should try to close it as soon as you can. Yeah. Because it, I, I can guarantee you it's not going to go up. Mm-mm. And guys, that was our episode on AMC. Now, if you like what you heard and have an opinion about our analysis, don't forget to go on Facebook or Instagram at 202A Podcast and leave a comment. And we'll check them out and let you know what we think. Let us know if you want us to do an analysis on a company. And who knows, it might just be featured in a later installment of the 202A Podcast. And guys, I'm Teasin. And I'm Vince. And this is the 202A Podcast. And we're out.